Welcome to episode 13 of the Diz Camp Podcast, where we discuss the most magical campground on Earth, Walt Disney's Fort Wilderness Campground and Resort, along with all things Disney and also RVing across the U.S. My name is Wade Stoudemire and I'll be your host of the Diz Camp Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we will discuss transportation to and from Fort Wilderness. Fort Wilderness is the largest Disney resort on property. It is 700 acres and that makes transportation a bit tricky if you are not familiar with the property. The property is so large it requires an internal bus system. Also, there is no parking at the meadows or the settlement, two areas of which a lot of things are going to go on in areas that you will want to visit during your stay. At the settlement is where the Hoop-de-Doo review is. It's where um, Trails End restaurant is. Um, it's where the beach is, where you can watch the fireworks. It's where the boat takes off, and we'll get where the boat goes to and from in a little while. Um, and it's also where like the carriage rides meet and things like that. The meadows is where the pools are, um, the campfire sing-along, and the movies, and all that. And the Meadows is located in the middle of the property, and neither the Meadows or the settlement have parking, so you can't just, you know, unhook your fifth wheel or your travel trailer and drive to the Meadows or the settlement and park, um, because there's just nowhere to park. So one thing you could think about doing that would cut down on a lot of the transportation hassle was to rent a golf cart. And I know we've mentioned this before, but renting a golf cart really is not only a good way to tour the campground and see, you know, Halloween decorations or Christmas decorations, but it, you know, there is golf cart parking at the settlement, the outpost, and the meadows. And, you know, so you can just get in your golf cart, ride there, ride back, and, you know, it's very hassle-free. But... You know, golf cart is, it's an added expense and um, we don't always rent a golf cart because, you know, it's an added expense and we're not always in the park, in the, at the campground, we're, you know, in the parks a lot. So we don't know if the golf carts are always a good, we don't always know if it's money well spent. So if you decide not to rent a golf cart, there is an internal bus system that runs and there's three lines of the bus system there's purple orange and yellow the purple runs from the cabins which is loops 2000 to 2800 and the orange runs loops 600 and 700 and 1,000 through 1,300. The yellow runs 100 through 500 and 1,400 through 1,900. Now there's a few loops that aren't listed there and I'm not quite sure why. I guess that, you know, loops 8 and 900, I guess you have to walk to another um, bus depot that'll pick you up. I'm sure it's probably not that far, but that is something you might want to look into if you want to stay in one of those loops. 
And the orange and the yellow both run by the meadows, which is where the big pool is and the campfire sing-along and the movie and all that stuff is. So those two internal bus lines run by there. The purple does not. It runs on kind of the outside by the cabins and all that. So if you're wanting to go by the meadows, make sure you either get on the orange or the yellow, but don't get on the purple. The internal bus system is probably the biggest problem for us when it comes to getting to rope drop. It, uh, it adds an extra element, an extra variable, I should say. It, um, you know, you never know how long you're going to wait on the bus at the front outpost, but then you also have to factor in that you're waiting on two buses from the internal bus system. And, you know, in order to get from the camp, Fort Wilderness Campground to Epcot, Animal Kingdom, or Hollywood Studios, or um, Disney Springs, you have to use the, if you want to use Disney Transportation, you can use the bus, the bus system. So that requires you to get on an internal bus all the way to the front outpost and then get on another bus and go to one of those four places, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, or Disney Springs. Well, the thing is, you know that at the beginning, the outpost, you never know when that bus is going to come. And also, kind of with the internal bus system, it can kind of put you even farther behind if you just miss one. One tip that we do and we use is we normally stay at the preferred camp, the preferred loops, and we always walk to the settlement bus depot, and it's kind of a catch-all for the bus lines. So the purple, the orange, and the yellow all run back there through the settlement, and it kind of gives you a better chance of a bus being right there when you walk up, you know, because you're waiting on three bus lines instead of just one. So I've always felt that it runs, you know, we've never really waited on the internal bus system going to there. Um, it is a little bit of a walk, but it's always been worth it to us because we don't mind walking. It's just when you're sitting there waiting, there's nothing you can do. It's not like you can make the bus go any faster. You don't have any control over it at that point. So we always head to the settlement and wait for one of the buses and the first one that shows up, that's the one we get on. I do think that the bus, one of the bus lines is longer. I want to say the purple takes longer because it goes all the way on the outside and does the cabins. And um, you know, it's kind of luck of the draw too because it depends on who's there waiting on the bus and you got to stop and let them get on and you know that's just part of it um, it's just part of the variables that come with riding the Disney bus system who's getting on who's getting off and how long it takes and some of that stuff you just don't have any control over so but when we go and we try to make rope drop we try to leave at least an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half before park opening. And I want to say we're not always the best at doing that. You know, I've got two younger kids and 
my wife's not really a morning person, so getting us out and moving is quite the ordeal at sometimes, but that's what we like to do. Um, and still, even when that happens, every now and then we still don't make you know rope drop. Um, I remember last trip we we got on the in- internal bus fine when we walked to the settlement, but then when we got there to the front, it took 45 minutes for a bus to show up to go to I believe it was Epcot, and we got to Epcot. We were there. I think the park opened at 9 that day and we were there at 9.05. You know, so we didn't really miss that much of rope drop, but you know, when you when you get up that early, you'd like to make it at the beginning, but it just wasn't happening for us that day. So I would at least, you know, try to leave an hour, hour and a half before, you know, park opening and, uh, you know, wish for the best and hope to get lucky on those buses. Going to the Magic Kingdom is a different deal though. The Fort Wilderness is a Magic Kingdom resort. So it is across the Bay Lake and um, all that from the Magic Kingdom. So there is a boat that's available that goes to and from the Magic Kingdom. And the boat is located at the settlement, like we said before. And the preferred campsites and, you know, the 400 loop and the 700 loop and maybe even like the, the, maybe even the 500 and 800 loops, but are walkable. But that would be quite a hike, I think. But it might be worth it, depending on you know, if you want to get your steps in that day or something. But we always, we've always stayed at the preferred campsites and we stay at the 400 loop before and we've always just walked straight to the boat and that's always been nice. The catch to the boat is if you're trying to get to rope drop, the boat leaves 30 minutes before park opening and it doesn't really leave 30 minutes before it'll sit there and it'll be there 30 minutes before and maybe wait on some people and maybe leave you know 15 minutes before like leave the dock so it's a you know 15 20 minute ride to the magic kingdom so i've always discovered that you're pretty much not going to make rope drop riding the boat to magic kingdom i also believe that uh there's another boat there that goes to the contemporary I'm pretty sure and it's a smaller boat we've never ridden that boat we always have a stroller with us and I think it would be pretty pretty not doable for us and our big stroller to get on that little bitty boat but the one that goes to the magic kingdom is a big stroller is a big boat and you can um, you don't have to fold up your stroller they kind of put you in a certain little area by the stairs and stuff and it's not the easiest thing to get there but you know if you're a dad and you have to fold up that stroller or not fold up the stroller you really appreciate not having to fold up the stroller and uh that's always a plus when you don't have to fold it up that's why i like going on the boat and the uh the monorails and speaking of that 
one of uh, one way to get to Epcot. I don't know how efficient this would be, but it would be kind of a cool way to go. Would be to take the boat to Magic Kingdom from from Fort Wilderness. Take the boat to Magic Kingdom, and then get on board the monorail, and then go to the TTC and then get off the TTC and go to the um, Epcot monorail and ride to Epcot. I think that's a lot of uh, I think that's a lot of transporting to and from and getting on and off and you know like you always say the more variables the you know you're kinda flirting with disaster um, you know maybe a breakdown or something just taking way too long but it, it, if you're not in a hurry, that is kind of a cool way to go. You know, the kids would probably like to, you know, ride a boat and ride a monorail. And that's something they don't get to do every day. It's a lot cooler than riding a bus. And both of those things, you do not have to fold up the stroller. So once again, as a dad who has to fold up the stroller quite a bit, I can appreciate that. So we've kind of discussed that the uh, boat is not the best way to make rope drop at Magic Kingdom. <clears throat> One thing that I think is a good way to make rope drop, I've never done this, but I plan on doing it my next trip, is a minivan service. The minivan service was started, I think, two years ago, and they've you know, put some more money into it and increased the minivan fleet since then. So it's something that they're going to be kind of hopefully using more and more of. And basically the minivan service is kind of like an Uber with Disney Uber, basically. It, um, it's a minivan that's themed, of course, because it's Disney. And it's themed like Minnie Mouse, as you can tell by the name. And it comes and picks you up and takes you to the Magic Kingdom or anywhere on property uh, actually you know and it goes to resorts and things like that which is also if you have an ADR you know the it's used to be really hard to get to and from a resort to resort so it's also a good use for that if you have an ADR at a resort it'll take you straight from your campsite to your resort that you want to go to for your ADR um, and also it takes you to um, the Magic Kingdom and drops you off you know right at the Magic Kingdom as where you know if you drive your car or your personal vehicle you have to park in that parking lot and then you either have to take a ferry or the monorail and once again we're talking about extra variables and you know taking even longer and you never know what's gonna happen and the monorail is always broken down or the ferries not running because of the fog or Whatever, we've had it all happen to us, and we've uh, we've even driven to the Magic Kingdom in our personal car and had to get on a bus from the parking lot because the monorail was broken down and the ferry wasn't running because of the fog. So that just that stuff just happens. Um, but our next trip, when we're gonna go, one of our days, we're going in December, and one of our days. We're going to try to make rope drop at Magic Kingdom, and I've decided I'm going to try the minivans, and I haven't told the kids or the wife or anything yet, but I think they'll be excited, and you know, they kind of see them driving around, and they think it's cool when they spot one, so 
Um, you know, I think it'll be good for them to give it a try. And I think minivans are, I believe, $25 um, for anywhere on property, I think. And that could have gone up. I just, I think I remember hearing that when they were first rolled out. Um, and don't quote me on that. And that could have definitely increased, especially knowing Disney, the prices always tend to increase eventually. <clears throat> now it's time for our quick tip of the day. Today's quick tip is to get a personalized sign for your campsite. And this is a good idea maybe even for a Christmas gift um, with Christmas coming up. And basically the thing is, you, you kind of see them if you camp enough. And it'll be a sign that says the, the Stoudemire family, you know, or, you know, kind of a whatever you're into. Maybe you can do like a, you know, a Fort Wilderness themed um, sign or something. You know, I've seen wooden ones. I've seen metal ones. I've seen just, um, you know, just painted signs. Um, and they kind of stick outside of their campsite and make it kind of personalized and kind of give it a you know family touch and let people know your names and this and that and maybe you can even put where you're from and we actually don't have one and I've always thought about getting one and that might be something I do for Christmas I might get it for the family because they're kind of hard to shop for so that'll <coughs> give me an idea maybe I could use I saw a post on Fort Fiends of, it had the info of somebody that makes them. Um, so, I don't know, I think they make wooden ones and maybe they make them a Disney theme or something. And I know also Etsy has a lot of options. So, that's the quick camping tip of the day is to get a personalized sign to personalize your campsite and kind of make it give it some flair and let people know who you are and make it yours for the weekend or the week or the duration of your stay remember to follow me on twitter at discamp podcast for all news about fort wilderness disney and camping tips if you'd like to be a guest on the show to share a trip review or discuss a disney uh, discuss a topic fort wilderness or camping related Email it to discamppodcast at yahoo.com. That will be it for episode 13. See you at the fort. Time to be moving along.